Hi guys, welcome to the Blue Sky Lounge in episode number four. I am your host, Tyler Ianko. Walt Disney said that animals have personalities just like people and must be studied. It is at Animal Kingdom, which is the perfect place for edutainment that that can be done. Our guest this week is Janice, and she's going to be talking to us about Animal Kingdom and different rides, restaurants, experiences, and areas that can be built in and around the park. Please welcome our guest this week, Janice. Now, Janice and I go way back. In 2007, we both worked at Kilimanjaro Safaris in Animal Kingdom, uh, hence why she's here on our Animal Kingdom episode. So, Janice, welcome to the Blue Sky Lounge. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Nice to be here. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, Janice, uh, as I mentioned, we both worked at Kilimanjaro Safaris. Why don't you give us a bit of a background on your Disney history? Because not only did you work at Kilimanjaro Safaris, but you also had a whole bunch of other roles at Disney. So give us a little bit of insight on what else you did. All right. Well, my Disney story actually begins a little bit before we started at Safaris together. Um, I had been going to Disney off and on, like a lot of us. That were on the college program together um had been growing up going to disney loved disney um i'm sure as a lot of people who are watching the podcast also love disney right <laughs> and um i will never forget where i was sitting when i learned about the disney college program i was at the hollywood brown derby i was a senior in high school it was the corner booth when you walk right into the restaurant and you take mm -hmm. Right, it's the corner booth on the very end. In fact, I took a picture on one of my recent trips and I posted it on my Instagram. <laughs> and I think the server thought I was nuts, but I was like, "This is so it's such an important spot for me." But I learned about the college program, and I thought, "Oh my gosh, this is something that is happening in my life." And my parents thought I was crazy, but I was m more determined than ever. So I went to college. I'm sure the campus rep at the time was couldn't handle it because I just kept stealing all the posters. Every time I'd hang one, I'd steal one and then I'd hang it up in my room. <laughs> and my roommate thought I was crazy, but she loved me. Um, Cause I would like one of our uh, little like side parts of our closet. I just kept like collaging with like <laughs> stolen <laughs> <Disney> college program <laughs> collateral. And so I knew I knew I wanted to wait till my sophomore year and I knew I didn't want to miss out being home for Christmas and Halloween and my birthday and things like that. So I wanted to wait till the spring. I was a, a phone interview school. So I, I did my phone interview. I was so excited. And I think the woman on the phone was uh, very aware of how excited I was to be interviewing for Disney. And so I picked, um, at the time, you could only pick three things, and I picked character entertainer, I picked attractions, and then I also picked costuming. I didn't really know what that meant at the time, but it sounded cool. And uh, so as we're going through the interview, and I told her my three choices, I said character, and she said, oh yeah, I already figured that out. And then I said attractions, and I was like, Haunted Mansion would be really cool. And I'm sure she was thinking, yeah, no, you're not going there. I'm sure she wrote Spieling Attraction, like right next to my name. <laughs> I'm so sure of it. But she, uh, so then I went, and I did the audition, and I passed, but my height range was full. Oh, okay. So 
I knew I got attractions, but you don't find out until you get there yeah. what you get. And yeah. so, but the whole time, and I don't know if you even know this, but I think it's so important to share because it was, Safaris was such a life-changing experience for me mm -hmm. in so many different and amazing ways. I didn't want safaris. It was the one attraction <laughs> I didn't want because of all the pressure. I yeah. I knew you had to drive the vehicle around endangered animals and all the things you'd have to know. And yeah. so I was just like, oh, as long as I don't get safaris. And then, <laughs> so that day that we show up and we find out what we get and I handed the guy my book and he got really excited and he was like, oh, have you ever been to Animal Kingdom? And it could have been anything at Animal oh. Kingdom. And I just knew, and he handed me the book back with the sticker that said, safaris and I was just I was ready to quit like right then and there I was oh, so nervous and my parents were like nope like just tough it out kid like you, you can do this and so and everyone else in our group was so excited because they had all requested spieling attractions yeah. so everyone else was over the moon but I was just like ready to just like yeah be done and so I was just like, okay, I can do this, I can do this. And for the first month or two, I was, every single day before work, I was just like so nervous before picking up my first truck, every yeah. single day. And I say all this because by the end of the program, like it was like, I mean, everything was second nature. Yeah. How to drive the thing, yeah. uh, like your spiel, it just yeah. like would come out without meaning to. Yeah. Um, the interactions with guests like how many people we would deal with in a day like mm -hmm. it was just so much more than you know i was prepared to at the time but then it just you you just fall into it and you just learn and by the end of it i wouldn't have wanted anything else because it changed me in so many ways and when i went back to school i was campus rep and my friends actually noticed back at school, they're like, you're different. Like something about you is different. And I was like, I know. I was like, I have to drive a safari truck. I <laughs> like that became like my, my, my marker for like, if I could do that. Like I can, I can do stuff. And so it helped me conquer other fears. Cause I was, believe it or not, a shy person prior to that. So it really kind of pushed me out of my comfort zones and, and really helped me grow um, in a lot of ways. And so I was such a huge believer in how great the college program was for me personally. And I took a class while I was there and that was fa fantastic. And mm -hmm. I, so I was excited to be a campus rep. Mm -hmm. And then, so I knew how bad me taking down all those posters was. And I was like, oh, whoops. Cause now I was the one hanging up all those posters and I was like, well, if those go missing, then that's just karma for me stealing that for <laughs> campus reps collateral. Cause I knew the, the whatever of having to go around and hang yeah. up all the collateral. And so I was a campus rep until I was done with school. And then I got a professional internship in cast services at magic kingdom. Mm -hmm. And the best way I can describe cast services is it is like, guest relations but for cast members and most people immediately go HR and I go no <laughs> and that's too 
or three completely separate departments that hand, I mean, that's divided among so many different yeah. roles in Disney. Um, but we would assist cast members with all sorts of things if they had questions about benefits, if they had questions about their main gates, um, mm -hmm. if they had questions about, I mean, if somebody was picking up a shift and they, I was based mostly out of the Magic Kingdom. And so they'd come into the Utilidors and mm -hmm. we would be one of their first stops and they'd go, I don't know where I'm going. How do I get to where my, I picked up a shift. How do I get to where I'm going? And I was like, that is an understandable fear because the tunnels are intimidating. Yeah. Um, unique and intimidating. Uh, but so I did that for two, I'll call them two semesters, but, uh, and then in just luck and timing, I got full-time status mm -hmm. in cast services and my leader, in that role is so phenomenal about where do you want to go with your Disney career? And yeah. so he was so great about, he knew everyone and everyone knew him. Yeah. And so he was so great about meet and greets mm -hmm. for anyone in, that was an intern for mm -hmm. him. And so he would uh, help us set up meet and greets and help us work on our resumes to just elevate it to the next level mm -hmm. and he helped me set up some meet and greets with people who did media events as well as conventions and different things like that and so I got the opportunity to shadow someone for the last grad night and work that I had the opportunity and then through that I met people and like worked kind of my way into picking up uh, media shifts mm -hmm. and so then later on in my time I was able to work things like the Christmas parade taping mm -hmm. and I did a music video with One Republic and I did different photo shoots and I did different things with the media team and I would just come in early and I would work a later shift for my my status position and I'd work overtime for the media team yeah and that was such an amazing experience that's awesome and I also was able to work because he was on the same team that was the operations team mm -hmm. that did a lot of backstage stuff for cast members at Magic Kingdom they would pull me to do like day of events for Magic Kingdom but when we got ready to open New Fantasyland they were like we're going to be doing a lot of backstage stuff to really get the cast members excited so then they can get the guests excited mm -hmm. for all of the new stuff coming with new fantasy land and so they pulled me for about a four-month ta and so i got to be an operations assistant with magic kingdom and do the, the big cast party at magic kingdom cool. and do the planning for that and that was a really exciting event um and then we got to do all kinds of like day of events, like I said, and just like give away things for cast members and just make yeah. magic backstage. Um, and that was a really unique experience. And then from that experience, I was able to do a year long TA as an operations assistant with transportation, doing mm -hmm. the same role, but I was over at the TTC working for monorail watercraft buses and the Sasagula River Cruise. Oh, it actually cool. goes between those resorts over there and Disney yeah. Springs. So it was neat to see a completely different operation and have the opportunity to work with a completely new set of cast members. Yeah. And so I got to do that for a whole year. Mm -hmm. And that was a lot of fun. And then I came back to Magic Kingdom 
and yeah so very cool very cool so you got to drive a monorail i did i drove i drove monorail gold on the epcot track and monorail teal on the express beam Ooh. and i drove a ferry and i even parallel parked a bus <laughs> that is not only in the training lot but i was just like when am i gonna get to do this so yeah. why not <laughs> that is not easy <laughs> so uh very cool that is an awesome disney story i love hearing that um all right let's get into it so today's topic is animal kingdom what's the first thing that you would like to see made or changed or anything in animal kingdom i have always loved the rumor that they were going to include an Australia land. Mm -hmm. I call it that. <laughs> They'd come up with a cuter name than that. But um, I know that, that that had been a rumor for a really long time. And I would just pulled up Google Earth before we started. And I was trying to figure out where looking at kind of what borders the park where they could like, realistically it, it, put that yeah, yeah um in a dream world i was like oh wouldn't that be so cute if they could put it extending past the finding nemo show mm -hmm. but much to my sadness there's like a bunch of water right yeah. back there so i was like okay they can't expand back there because i love that the festival the lion king show is now part of the africa mm -hmm of the park i just yeah. think that that theater is gorgeous and i love the way that all ties in i just yeah. think that's so great and so i was spying around though where rafiki's planet watch there's just like a whole huge chunk of land what's going what's going there yeah could it be that yeah like, i don't know yeah. and maybe they have something else magical planned but i was just like that could be really good real estate Mm -hmm. for an entirely new land and yeah. i know there was there's talk of changing rafiki's planet watch and there's a whole bunch of stuff happening there mm -hmm. and so that's what i would love to see mm -hmm. and then you could include i don't know what an attraction would look like you can have like like a pangani gorilla exploration trail type thing where you'll go Absolutely. around and you can see like koalas and kangaroos and things like that i think that would be awesome i think it'd be so cool um, yeah, attraction for that kind of area would be a bit harder, I think. You could do maybe almost kind of like a Navi River journey. I thought about that too. And the restaurant, as soon as you mentioned it, the first thing I thought of was restaurants. And you can have like Australian barbecue. Their booth, for me, during food and wine is one of my favorites to yeah. go, like, continuously go back to. Mm -hmm. So if that's any indication, like just a, like a sampling of what right. they could have, it, like a quick service, yeah, and then expanding upon mm -hmm. something that they could have at a sit down. So a quick service, a sit down, um, a walking trail, and then an, an at least one attraction. Yeah, for sure. Okay, um, do you have any other ideas? No, I'm just ex I'm excited to see what they're going to do with that dinosaur area. I, I, I really love that area. I love the theming of it mm -hmm. and just the whole backstory of like Chester and Hester and everything like that. 
Um, I really hope they don't do anything with that area, but just add on to it. Um, did you ever get to see Rivers of Light in Animal Kingdom? I did. Did you I like it? Once. Yeah. I do love the idea of nighttime entertainment. Yeah. The projections on the Tree of Life are stunning. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to see all the different kind of exciting new new additions that they've, they've added to make that a full day experience. Yeah. yeah. Stevie and I were talking um, about a more nature-oriented world of color rather than having like all of the, the floats come out like it does for Rivers of Light. If you actually have like the water, the water cannons, mm -hmm. that would be a lot more entertaining. That's the, the one thing that I would really like to, to see done to Rivers of Light. And lastly, um, do you have an, any idea for restaurants in Animal Kingdom? Mm. Well, I was actually picking my mom's brain too before I came on. Mm -hmm. And she is good at, at theme type stuff. She's always been really good at this kind of stuff. Okay. She's like, why isn't there, so if anyone uses this, this was her cute idea. She was like, why don't they do more stuff with some of their like animal characters? Mm -hmm. Why don't they utilize more of their animal characters mm -hmm. um, in the park more? And she was, and she specifically honed in on the Jungle Book. She was like, "How fun would something themed to like the Jungle Book?" She was like, "You could really tie in a lot of stuff having to do with King Louis, or make like some kind of themed type." Mm -hmm. Maybe not quite a complete ripoff of the Rainforest Cafe, but something. Um, maybe it could be character, another character dining experience yeah. involving those characters, but make mm -hmm. it like a fun, um, bare necessities type yeah. uh, experience. She had like a whole, th she was ready to make a whole land out of it. And I was like, I don't know if a whole land could succeed, <laughs> but I was like, at least something involving those characters, I yeah. think would be a lot of fun. All right. Well, I think we're pretty much out of time, unfortunately. Uh, but I really appreciate you coming on and sharing us your story and sharing us with us some of your ideas. And I hope that uh, you'd want to come back and be a guest again. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thank Have you. a wild day. Thanks, Janice, for joining us on this week's episode. Now it's time to hear from you, the fans. We've had a lot of input this week, so let's get started. We had a lot of people agree with Janice that there should be an Australia area built in Animal Kingdom. So Disney, you better get on that. And who knows, we might come back to that idea in another show. Jennifer and Mary Susan both thought that there should be a Zootopia area built in the park. Jennifer said, I think this would be a whimsical addition to the park. Maybe a ride like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway through all the different zones of Zootopia and learning centers about the different types of climates animals live in. I love that idea. You could have a Jumbo's Cafe, you can get a Nick Wilde Popsicle, and there could be a playground built for little kids based on the Zootopia Police Department's obstacle course. David is reinforcing Janice's opinion about people wanting the Jungle Book. David thought a dual foam coaster in Camp Mini Mickey would have been great. It could have two lines, a Pocahontas side where you hear colors of the wind and just around the river bend, and you ride in a canoe. 
The other line would be a Jungle Book theme and have songs like Bare Necessities and I Wanna Be Like You. On this side, you would ride a Baloo canoe, just like Mowgli rode on top of Baloo down the river in the movie. I love that idea. Maybe as your canoe goes up the lift hill, there's a waterfall, and as you reach the backside of water, the water parts just as your canoe goes over the top and down the waterfall. Tracy and Darren thought that there should be a Wakanda area added to the park. I think that's a great idea. You can add on to Africa, or you can even overhaul the whole Africa area itself. In this area, you can showcase new technology and environmental initiatives. It would create a whole new world of learning and adventure, almost a mashup of Animal Kingdom and Epcot. And lastly, Sarah wrote, I think there should be more places to eat. Sarah, I agree. If you haven't gotten a reservation at Tiffin's yet, you should try, as the theming of the restaurant ties in with the Imagineering of the park. Join us next week as our guest Graham and I will discuss how Disney Parks helps those with special needs and we'll come up with some new opportunities. And get your thinking caps on for our episode in two weeks, which is going to be our special Canadian Thanksgiving episode. Make sure you share your Blue Sky ideas below or email me at thebluesky-lounge at gmail.com. We're also on most social media platforms by searching the Blue Sky Lounge. And please make sure you like and subscribe to this channel. Thank you for taking the time out of your week to join us here at the Blue Sky Lounge. And just remember to think, dream, believe, and dare yourself to use your imagination. Who knows what kind of blue sky thinking you can do from your armchair. Have a wild time and remember, it's a jungle out there. Mm -hmm.